a lot of people see this as, wow, that's an opening. You're really just on the seat of your chair watching him. Frequently forgotten as the first superhero movie that changed the way action movies were seen. And the X-Men's that follow thereafter, the Marvel's that follow thereafter, definitely take from his action sequences in that entire movie. Welcome to the 20-digit scene review podcast, episode 9. With me, I have Alex uh, and myself, co-host David. Every week, we review one scene each and talk a little bit about why we've selected it. So today is the odd episode. So, well, that means you, Alex, being odd. Yeah, that's me, (laughs) odd. All right, thanks, David. So this week... My pick is a movie called Arrival, uh, available on Netflix, um, and the scene I'm looking at is starting at the 41 minute, 51 second mark, uh, to the end of it around 49.20. So Arrival is a 2016 sci-fi film. Uh, the main character is Louise, uh, played by Amy Adams, and uh, this character is a linguistics professor. And she's working with the U.S. military to attempt to communicate with aliens that have landed on Earth in these huge, imposing spacecraft and all mysterious and stuff. I just love this pick, man. Sorry, I just had to, inter- I had to interrupt mm-hmm. just to say that. <laughs> yeah, when I, when I first saw this film, it really, uh, definitely I took notice and I, I, I fell in love pretty quickly with it's it. one of my favorites by far like sci-fi why is it anyway c- continue mm-hmm. sorry so okay, in this no, sequence no. uh louise explains her methods to the u.s army colonel uh weber uh played by forrest whitaker and then she proceeds with physicist ian donnelly played by jeremy renner into one of the alien vessels because there are multiple ones in the story that have landed on earth so this is uh, one of them that they're gonna actually literally physically go into and she attempts to communicate and interact with the aliens so, I really love this film because it it explores human-alien interaction, and it does it so well. Like, it's really immersive, and the, the computer graphics are so believable. Like, you 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 just totally don't even think that, oh, that those are some pixelated graphics, or, oh, those, the animation or movement of, the, of that ship or that alien is, you know, you can tell it's just, it's kind of fake. But this one, it's on par. Like, you, you, you really think that there's, like, a... A biological creature right right there in front of the in front of the humans we could easily do a movie review uh, on this one i mean it there's just so many scenes but why this one alex why this scene did you pick well um this is this, is, this it really demonstrates how one thing that i liked about the film which is that you know in the in the in the 20th century we could say a lot of the movies when when they talked about sci-fi or or um aliens and stuff the first thought is is hostility or a, a military conflict mm-hmm. of some kind right. that you know us versus them and the first thing we do is is shoot at them or they shoot at us right. they're here to dominate and stuff like that <laughs> whereas this movie isn't that it's the the emphasis on okay this is another intelligent life how do we communicate how do we interact right. how do we right. socialize what is the interpersonal inter-entity uh interaction that's going to go on and all the um amazing questions that that come out of that because you know it, this is the first time at least in the story of the plot line that this is the first time any aliens have have anything other than earthlings have come to earth and so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's just a, 
I really liked how, again, how they they put so much thought and detail into into the designing the aliens, the the con the concept, the conception, and the design of their their form, their biological nature. Um, you know how they're they're tall. They've got seven legs. They're they're swimming mm -hmm. in a in what we can only presume as a, as a liquid, as opposed to us humans. We we live in, in a, an atmosphere of gas, so to speak, right? And that's mm -hmm. what we breathe. With them, they're they're quote unquote aquatic and stuff. And their speech is like low frequency. It's it's like akin to like a large whales or whatnot, right? And right. So yeah. Um, Earlier in the sequence, uh, Louise tries to educate the army colonel as who is who is you know his his intents and her purposes and, and his his thinking is is military. It's like okay, come on, let's just let's just just get this going. Why are you messing around trying to uh, talk baby talk with these guys? And then you know I, I like how because I have a minor in linguistics, so I really appreciate how she broke it down. She's like, okay, well, colonel, here's right. here's this is the deal. You know, before we get there. And then she writes on the on the on the whiteboard, "What is your purpose on Earth?" And then she underlines it. And then she goes, "Well, you know, in order to ask this, we need to make sure they understand the concept of a question." And then she starts breaking down and, and drawing lines on, you know, and, and when we talk about what is your purpose, we don't want to know what your individual Joe Alien's purpose is. We want to know your collective purpose as a bunch of aliens, right. even though it's a single right. word, you or your, right? And all these little um, intricacies about linguistics that. Uh, in normal day-to-day, -day, you just kind of take it for granted. You use your language all the time. But then, you know, as a linguist, you... So this is why this is why it was so, so impactful for you. Because it was that... And I have to admit, when I first saw that scene, it was equally impactful from a language perspective. The the importance of language, the things that we take for granted, as you say. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then and the scene yeah. unfolds, or the sequence unfolds, where they get into the ship. And the way the aliens are shown to be communicating is... Um, it's almost like octopus ink or something that they shoot out from either right. themselves or perhaps a device in their quote-unquote hand but it's neat because that the the glyphs or the the logograms I've, I've seen them described as on the internet where it's it's like a circle and then the the different glyphs are made by whether the circles open or closed and whether the opening is you know on the left the right up down and on the clock face or and then if there's little curls or lines sticking out is it going out of the circle coming into the circle and then you could is it's just a rich set of possible things you can draw with just that kind of a simple uh, explanation of or the system and what, I, what i've um, learned was that uh, director denis villeneuve and screenwriter eric heiserer what they did is they they spent time and they worked together with a team to actually try to form and develop this this written language where they had like a dictionary of a hundred of these written characters and they feature um, I think it's like 70 ish in the film so it's not just random blobs that they just had the CG team make <laughs> they, they, they put thought into it and that okay this is literally going to be the character for for human for for contact for uh, weapon and all this kind of thing and they, they, they spent time to do that and I just find that super ultra fascinating especially you know I because you know, on on Earth we've got we've got the standard uh, Latin alphabet, we've got Arabic, we've got kanji in in, in Chinese and Japanese and stuff, and then the, the Korean has got there. Mm -hmm. But something like this, where it's a circle with curls and lines on it, like hairs almost, is just super fascinating to, to me. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I can see it, it's it's clear as day why this was a, a fascinating scene for you. I mean, I could go all day about Denis. I mean, he's a fellow Canadian and. 
Uh, I mentioned in episode uh, an earlier episode how Wonka Wai is one of my favorite directors. Well, Denis like right up there. Like him and Wonka Wai, I think are right up there. There's so much to draw from uh, his vision, the way the movie unfolds, uh, the concept of I won't tr- I'll try not to spoil too much, but the concept of um, some of the the themes that are resonant throughout. Is, is just so powerful, the way he's done it. And I um, really appreciate him as a director and the work and effort, as you had outlined, is, I don't, there's, there's nothing short of, of just unbelievable in terms of what he's done with this film. And I, I think it was nominated for Best Picture, if I'm not mistaken, if that's... Yeah, a whole bunch of yeah. nominations, actually. Yeah, yeah, tons. And, of course, you put Amy Adams there... <laughs> As an actress, she's just she just takes that thing to the. She's just unbelievable. Like she as an actress is easily one of my favorites, and she just shines in this role. Absolutely shines in this role. It's yes. so believable. Yes, exactly. Very it. believable that you know she knows what she's talking about with the linguistics, and then you know they even had earlier scenes in the movie where she's in class as a professor and so on. But yeah, yeah. this this main scene. It it what I liked also is that it portrays the the awe. The AWE, the awe of the characters and the profundity of the situation, where <laughs> this is this is literally the contact between Earth Earthlings and and aliens, and you know it's not they they draw it out and they let they let it sink into you that wow these are whatever twenty foot tall beings they are swimming around in in a, in a fluid and there's a they constructed a special room so that we can come and talk to one another there's a barrier between us so that between the atmosphere and the liquid and and mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. the 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 camera work or the the coloring the color grading i guess you could call it where it's like yes. this eerie yeah. light and uh, the low frequency sound like if you uh make try to to watch it with some good headphones or a good surround sound speaker system where you got the woofer going and it just you just really get the sense that this is not human but it, there's this also the tension from the uncertainty about what's up because are they hostile are they not we're trying to figure this out. We're trying to feel it out. Should we, you know, and Louise's character ends up in the scene demonstrating vulnerability and openness to, to try mm-hmm. to, to mm-hmm. increase the, the intimacy and, and I guess let, have the, the aliens feel more at ease so that they can communicate. And just yeah, everything. Vulnerability is the key word there. Yeah. Yeah, it was just, it was really nice to see that as that first meeting takes place, it, as it just the crescendo of that scene as it, it, it as it as it gets to that communication was really well done the tension the fear you can you can sense the fear and the awe as you say and uh it it, it th- those are key when it comes to sci-fi in my opinion and they were it was it was really extremely well done from an editing acting directing mm-hmm. point of view yeah the way Louise is, as the character she she walks not quickly and and right. and, and with confidence right. but very quite slowly taking her steps unsure and eventually with a trembling hand puts her hand on the glass or glass-ish right. barrier yes. to make some contact yeah. and the alien you know sort of surprised her halfway and and does the same thing on the other side of the glass and then she closes her eyes and then her, her line was um, now that's a proper introduction because you could just imagine right. how with the speech and the low frequencies like a that kind of thing that yeah, yeah, she, yeah. Could, she could feel the vibration of of the speech right. through the through the glass and stuff, and 
Just an awesome Denise, scene. Denis a master. Of, yeah, Denis just a master of using camera work to allow the scene just slowly unfold. Like if I if I were to just describe his camera work, it's just he's done it here. He's done it in um, twenty forty six, the Blade Runner sequel, which is uh, we'll talk about that next time. <laughs> but, so I could talk all day um, about him, about this, and there's and I, I've said this in many earlier episodes of you know i'm going to be pulling scenes from this movie again and i can almost guarantee you that there are multiple scenes from this movie that we'll be pulling again but yeah mm-hmm. well for sure it's a great pick yeah uh, i almost fell off my chair when i saw it i was like why didn't i think of this movie first <laughs> <laughs> i was like <laughs> it. beat me to the punch beat me to the punch so i uh, are you uh is that yeah, that, finished, that, yeah um, we, can, we can call that up in okay. a second. I mean, I, I have a, okay. like a whole list of bullet points here, but um, yeah, with interest of, of time. Well, it's, it's, there's just so much to draw on. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it's, I, I can understand. So anyway, okay, so well, on to my pick, yeah. which uh, <laughs> a very, very different movie. Uh, very different from my past picks, although I guess somewhat similar to an earlier uh, action scene that you had picked before. It's a it's a fight scene. The movie is Blade, 1998. If I just uh, take a quick glance at my notes here, this was directed by Stephen Norrington, um, and it's based on surprisingly, and a lot a lot of people know this, and this is exactly the reason I picked this scene and this movie, is that Blade is actually a Marvel comic. Back in 19, I think he was introduced as a, as a side character in 1973 and then was given the lead in 1974 comics. So uh, not many people realize he's actually a Marvel character. And mm. this is the reason why I wanted to pick not only this scene, which is the introduction of Blade, um, but also the, the movie itself, because it's actually easily forgotten as the first one of of the marvel superheroes but it's not only just the first one but it's it's the first fight scene when it comes to superheroes that is a complete uh revector from the earlier superhero movies which was i would say dominated by justice league at the time with batman um you had a number of batmans and i loved them uh beforehand and it kind of went sideways with uh, some of the later early 90s Batmans uh, when it became a little bit more campy. And Blade is the first attempt at being so much darker than any of the previous superhero movies. And it's almost always forgotten uh, as an earlier movie to The Matrix, which is, you know, the first sort of eye-opening kung fu uh, usage of um, you know, uh, weaponry uh, in an action uh, film. Usually, in the Matrix is is considered the hallmark of a new uh, of a new age of action film, mm. and everyone forgets about Blade. It was actually the first, and the reason I picked this scene. So, just to give a bit of context for those that don't know anything about Blade, uh, so Blade is about. Uh, he is a daywalker. He is has all the traits and strengths of a vampire, including needing bloodlust, but none of the weaknesses. So that's why they call him a daywalker. And his purpose is to rid the world of other vampires, which 
you know, conceivably as, as, as known as, as evil. And so this is his introduction. Uh, the scene begins with a human being introduced uh, is, is with a, uh, a girlfriend who just so happens to be a vampire, but he doesn't know that. And she takes him to this underground meat locker, finds it extremely strange. So just, just before the scene, he's, he's, he's introduced to this rave party, thinks it's super cool, but then he quickly finds out it's really, really weird. People are odd. People are starting to become violent and monstrous. And then just before Blade enters, there's a showering of blood, essentially. And this is, you know, vampires, and they're just kind of drinking in the blood, and he's just freaking out. And he's crawling, trying to escape, and that's when Blade enters. And from the feet up, you see him in black, uh, adorned with, you know, this leather attire, uh, and he's asphyxiated with blades, of course, and then a shotgun, and... At that point, the uh, the action ensues, and he's armed with a shotgun laced with uh, silver bullets, I guess, or laced with silver, which is uh, a weakness for vampires, and that's why when he shoots them or stabs them, they kind of um, disintegrate mm. the spot. And uh, I, I really, I, I, I love watching it now, even. It, it, the sequence certainly stands up from the test of time. Even with the the animation used to show the disintegration of vampires, uh, it's you know short, quick bursts of um, strikes. You know Wesley Snipes, of course, uh, which I failed to mention is obviously Blade. Uh, any any kid from the eighties or whatever would lo- loves Wesley Snipes. I mean, he he does a number of films mm-hmm. that, from an action point of view, is just just part of the name, part of the part of the action crew, a part of the Sylvester Stallone's, part of the Arnold Schwarzenegger's of the world. He's just right there for me. And, you know, as a martial artist himself, obviously makes it incredibly believable, uh, which I thoroughly enjoyed. And the awe, I guess if we use the word awe from the previous uh, mm-hmm. scene clip that you mentioned, is, is this is his introduction was just equally uh, awestruck. Like it, it, a lot of people see this as, wow, that's an opening. And you're really just on the seat of your chair watching him. And um, I, I, I find it unfortunate. And the reason why I br- wanted to bring it here um, as one of my picks is because it's, it's, always, it's frequently forgotten as the first Marvel. And not only that, the first superhero movie that changed the way action movies were seen. And mm. the X-Men's that follow thereafter, the Marvel's that follow thereafter, take definitely take... Uh, take a flavor from those uh, from from those uh, from his action uh, sequences in that entire movie. All right. Cool. So I don't know what your thoughts are on this one. I know I, b- I babbled a bit on this one, just raving about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, interesting stuff. Um, certainly, yeah, it's interesting fight sequences, and um, could kind of tell though that it was minimal to no CG actually. On, on that yeah and um, yeah just the, the, the so that they they had to rely on I guess I guess more traditional uh, filming and stuff with the, <laughs> the 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 quote unquote blood and stuff coming out and then the the teeth on the on the on the vampires yeah he definitely kicked butt on on uh, against all odds <laughs> in that scene a lot and and, and showed you know, weaponry, and then the hand-to-hand, and then the, um, 
the firearms and stuff. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. I, I don't know if you noticed. Um, there's a scene where the guy comes comes in with the gang, like it's presumably mm-hmm. the um, enforcers to try to take him down. And that's at, at that point. So he's he's run out of ammunition first of all, <laughs> right? So he's not he doesn't have infinite amount of ammunition. So you know that that sort of concept is is sort of uh, is is taken um, here, and he draws his blade, right, his sword. And I don't know if you noticed, but he he draws a circle around him. Yeah, which I, just, is I saw that. Yeah. Very reminiscent of a lot of the influence from the Chinese movies of the early '90s, which is the Wong Fei Hongs of um, where he does that with the umbrella, right? Or he does that with his um, with his toe. I don't know if you remember when he does the no shadow kick, and this is referring to Jet Li now in his Wong Fei Hong movies uh-huh. and how he does that. So it's very you know that attack circle, let's call it, or his defense circle that he's he's drawing. Um, so there's there's a lot of a lot of influence based on that. Um, the Fist of Legends, which was also influenced uh, the Matrix and many of the fight scenes there, certainly played a part here. But I, I like the fact that the Blade, when they when they did this, they they kind of tried to develop their own signature fight scenes, you know, their own themes and stuff. Whereas I find the Matrix, although amazing in its own right. Uh, it really just copied many of the fight scenes almost step by step. Whereas I, f- I find Blade really used a lot of uh, what what Wesley was good at and uh, defined their own, which was which I appreciated. Cool. Yeah, that I uh, did notice that circle, but I'm glad you you explained that. So it's kind of like uh, defining a zone or something on the in the in the battlefield or something like that. Like, yeah, I like his little. Uh, I don't know if you if you noticed near the end where he. He pins him to the wall, pins the guy to the wall, and yeah, does his yeah. little, <laughs> his little <laughs> fist pop, which is kind of funny. I, I don't know. I, I get a laugh every time. It looks cheesy, but for whatever reason, I love it when he does that. <laughs> <laughs> I miss that. And another thing yeah, about it's just, it, it's near the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wonder why um, yeah. the guy needed two of those, I guess, darts or whatever, whatever you want, javelins. To... Yeah, I don't. I don't remember what. I don't remember why he doesn't disintegrate, or maybe he hmm. he pins him. Uh, not enough. To yeah, like yeah, like a to, non-lethal yeah. kind of hit in the shoulder yeah. or something. All right, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I I know this one's a little more different from some of the other movies. That it's, it's certainly darker. It's mm-hmm. it's borderline horror too because it's vampires and stuff like that. But I thought it'd be a nice a diverse selection from what we've done in the past. And yeah, you, I definitely you want to bring the light. Definitely hit that, and, and that's good. I I, I do want us to keep. Um, maintaining the diversity and just keeping keep bringing great picks from kind of across the spectrum of, of mm. genres and styles and interests uh, to our audience for sure yeah. and how it influences like the other 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 films thereafter and I think I think it certainly did that for everything that came afterwards it, it defined the new superhero movies I thought yeah. Yeah, definitely very interesting how you're saying that it's uh, he was a Marvel character and therefore is just kind of like yeah. the pioneering in a in an unspoken or you know not really a, without much fanfare kind of pioneered the Marvel right. series. Well, yeah. is it, and I think it's literally ten years before Iron Man was uh, first came out, right? Which was mm. it's a long time. <laughs> yeah, that's a new. It's almost a new generation of viewers, and so they'll forget quickly. Um, but um, yeah, no, that's that. That was my pick for this week, and. Um, I almost want to have to watch it again at some point. 
I'll have to to revisit everything from that movie. Although I think they, it, it followed with a additional two movies, but they were near, near, not nearly as good as the first. So, mm. all right. I guess that's okay. This week. So I guess that's a wrap for episode nine. Wow, we've done nine of these. Uh, do you have your? I I know what I'm going to be doing next week. So I have a, a couple in mind, but I have a pretty good idea as to what I want to do. So not sure what your no, thoughts are. No, uh, I don't have a pick yet for the coming weeks. So. We'll okay. see. Yeah. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening again. Continue. Hopefully, you continue to, to follow us and follow some of our notes and show notes below that uh, add additional um, additional context to some of the things. So do do uh, take note of of those references and notes that we uh, attach to each episode. Thank you so yeah. much, everyone. Thanks. Bye bye, all. Take care. Thanks for listening. You can email us at scenereview at 20digit.com and find us on YouTube by searching for 20digit productions. And we're 20digit on Twitter and Instagram. Note that our website and all our online IDs are spelled with numbers 20DIGIT. Thanks for listening to the 20digit scene review podcast.